Smash cut. A technique in film where one scene abruptly cuts to another without transition. Much like a typical conversation with me and my friends when discussing film, television, music, video games, or anything else that happens to come up. This is the idea behind the show, Smash Cuts. Hey everybody, and welcome to a new episode of uh, Smash Cuts. I'm Rich Gavon. With me is Jacqueline Kimmick. Hello! And we're probably delayed a little bit, but that's okay. Um, we're just going to do what we do as we continue to self-quarantine. Um, yes. In a, it's been about a month now, I think, or maybe a little over a month. Yeah, a little more than a month. I think I've been home for something like six weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't feel like it to me, which is crazy. And I know I am, uh, because I work retail as my normal job, I can't really do that from home. So it's not like rich for you and your job. You have, you're, you're able to actually be working. So it's yeah. just, it's so weird. The split because my boyfriend is able to work from home. So it's just like, well, we're both home all the time. One of us has, still has a normal work schedule. And then there's me that's just up till 3 a.m. playing Animal Crossing and <laughs> still yeah. trying to be productive during the day in other ways, you know? <laughs> well, the problem is, is but, I, I, I have a reg- I am working. I am busy and I don't, I still don't get any free time until like I stay up till three in the morning <laughs> to, to play my, my game of choice now has been uh, Zelda, which is what I'm, which I'm, I'm which playing. One? Uh, the breath of fresh air, uh, breath of fresh air, breath of the wild. Breath of the wild. Quarantine title. That's good. Yeah, I know. Zelda and the funny. breath of fresh air. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It should be called. Um, but I, 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 yeah, so I've been, I know how you feel. Like I, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm busier. Like I actually envy people who can't work at home. Not that not, not being let go, but, but that where they just can't work. So they have to just kind of wait it out, you know, where, uh, you know, I, I haven't had that downtime yet, you know, to just kind of relax and just, uh, right. be bored. Like I, I, like that's the other thing that drives me crazy is that, you know, I've never seen so many bored people in my life. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Like we, and also sports people are going nuts because there's no sports, but I discovered something that I think I actually watched it. We actually watched it and it was more enjoyable than any sporting thing I've ever seen, which was marble run. I don't know if you've ever heard of this on YouTube. Um, not specifically, but is it one of those things where people create long contraptions and run yeah, them well, through them? Kind, kind of. This this person, I don't uh, is I forget the. It's I think he's it's named Jelly or something. But if you look up Marble Run, you'll find it. So he apparently he's been doing this for years, and it actually was just an article after we had discovered it. There was an article the next day in the New York Times. So he sets up these elaborate courses and he covers the, he shows, uh, the camera angles are almost like NASCAR and he follows these marbles and the commentary is what makes it because he's commentating each marble as it's going around. He's like, and then it looks like it's coming over and we've got Pokemon coming over the side and then you've got yellow, you know, he's doing all of that. (laughs) It is so like addicting and we watch the whole circuit of of that like one day where we didn't even want to stop watching that's how good it was they even had the olympics where they had different marble olympic runs and it, oh, it's just this guy's brilliant because the 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 level of detail the amount of commentary that he's giving on each thing mm-hmm. is so real that you don't you you kind of forget you're not watching a real sport you know so anybody who, yeah. who's feeling addict you know feeling like they wish they had something that's I'm telling you, you'll, you'll get your, probably your fix from that. So, um, I saw something that was a much smaller scale of that. That was, um, a professional announcer or commentator, uh, doing it on his two dogs that were eating their dog food, (laughs) like put down their dishes at the same time. And, and then like made the plays on like, Oh, this one's older and is doing this, but the young one's doing this and this one's more experienced and Oh my gosh, you know, and it was very, It was very mm-hmm. short, but very cute. And, um, I can only imagine a whole series of, of things like that, you know? 
Yeah, because okay, it even started like the you know when they did the Olympics and they're like we're now here on it like he had a dirt track he had and I'm just like where is he creating all this stuff like because yeah. it that's the part that takes so much time but then the effort and care put into just the production value of this you know um, how long but, has he been making them are they something that are a quarantine project or has he been has this channel been live for you know a long time. Uh, well, I think it's been, I, I think the oldest we found was 2016, like where he's been doing oh, this. So yeah. he's well, been doing yeah. this for a while. Yeah. So he's, he's, uh, he's, a, which is why probably he's so good at doing That's it. But what I can't wait to start diving into, like I haven't really been watching a whole lot of YouTube lately. Um, cause I've been running marathons of, of shows and movies in the background while I'm doing other things during the day and playing video games and whatever. But I can't wait to see the burst that's going to happen because you know there's probably going to be some really good co content coming out from creators that have had these ideas for a really long time but never had the time to actually focus on whatever mm -hmm. their project might be. Uh, so that's really something to look forward to. Same thing with podcasts. We might start hearing a lot more um, or seeing a lot more podcasts pop up. Um, it's just going to be a very interesting time for uh, some creative flexes. Now that's not to say, like, I know I even said on one of our, um, our last recordings, you know, use the time and create, do something. And, and that's, you know, I still do believe that that's a good use of time, but I also don't think that anybody needs to be pressured to do anything if they're stressed out or if there's too much. Yeah. Like, I want that to be the message. Like if you don't make a podcast or if you don't make a YouTube video during this time, like that's okay. You're allowed. <laughs> You're allowed to just mm -hmm. take this time as a break. Or even it, maybe it's not a break for some people. We were just talking about how, you know, I'm home but not working, but you're working. Some people are actually busier now than they've ever been before because whether or not they're working, their kids are home or, um, you know, just situations have changed where they don't, can't get babysitters or, um, Maybe they they are ill, or someone in their family is ill, and and even if they're just empaths for the world at large, I know um, I have a couple empaths in my family that are that just really take on that hurt around mm -hmm. when they're reading the news and seeing what's happening, and they just don't have the energy to to put into a project. So like, do what you have to do to survive and make yourself happy. Like I get that, but. If you do feel like you have enough energy to make something, then I think that that's healthy too. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I am definitely, um, one of those people that is a mix of both. I go back and forth from being super productive to super, what do they call it? Dissociative, where you're mm -hmm. just kind of like, I don't even know that I'm here. You know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. even know is, are these my hands? What's happening? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and yep. I don't, um, I, I don't even smoke pot. So, you know, like, yeah. so, <laughs> so those aren't normal thoughts for me. So, yeah. um, what I ended up doing, and I don't know if anybody else would find this valuable is that since I've been home for six weeks and I was kind of feeling like, Oh God, I really haven't, I don't really have too much to show for it. I guess I, I mean, you know, I would imagine if I'd been off for six weeks, I would have all this stuff done. And so I took out a piece of paper and I started writing down like, okay, things I have done in the past six weeks, things that I had accomplished. And I started feeling better about things because I'm like, you know, it's true. I probably could have done a lot more had I, had I attacked every day off like an eight hour work day, but I didn't, but I still looking at the list. I kind of, I'm like, oh yeah, I did do that. And oh yeah, I did get that accomplished. And oh yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, Really, you know, went through all my art supplies. I deep cleaned everything. I took furniture out of one room and then brought things in piece by piece to rearrange it. And all this different stuff that, yes, it might have not taken that long if I had put all of those things together. Uh, but over the course of, you know, some time, I, I did these things. I did some artwork. I hung some pictures. I did a new project. And... I'm like, okay, well, that made me feel better. And even if I didn't have that make me feel better, even if I was like, God, I really just didn't do a whole lot, um, then I can start brainstorming on the next page. What I did was, okay, well, what would I like to get accomplished before I get back to work? Yeah. Without being too grandiose, without being, you know, like, oh, well, I want to make a short film or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, I know, the, I know. Six months to complete or, you know, what I mean? or, or two years or whatever. Like, no, just something that I can say, like, okay, I can probably do this 
um, even if I was working over the course of a month. So let's do, you know, try and, and do something else. And that kind of was like, okay, well, May's coming up in just a day or two. And as I was brainstorming, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Mermaid is a thing, which is kind of like October for artists where artists kind of, um, go on social media and post pictures of mermaids that they, they draw one a day. And there's a prompt list that you can follow, but you don't have to. And there's a contest that you can enter, but you don't have to, you know, it's all just, it's just more about an art community thing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never get to participate in that. At least yeah. not a one a day drawing. I usually draw a mermaid and I'm like, you know, a mermaid, here's my yeah. thing. And, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, how fun would it be to actually participate this year and, and do one every day and post it? So just little things were, um, well, they even have, they even have like a, up. they do have a short film contest too, like a quarantine short film. I, I had so many, like, there's so many ideas I'd like to do. Again, it's just about time, but Jen did enter, uh, my wife did enter a, uh, uh, contest where it was like a 12 page, uh, short story. You had to write a, a screenplay and you had to, uh, they gave you like elements and she had to like, uh, tell, you know, I think she had, uh, a heart surgeon. Uh, it had to be a romantic comedy. It had to have a cardiologist and it had to have an heirloom in it. So that was the, the thing that she ended up having to, to write for, which she, which she did That's and she completed. Cool. Yeah. So that was a fun little thing that she did. Uh, and I, I, again, I would like to participate in something like that. It, there's just a, there's a, uh, there's a lack of, mo- not, I don't want to say lack of motivation, but there's just like, I get ready to do this stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, you know, all of a sudden I'm just like, Oh, I don't feel like doing it now. You know, like that's, it's that preparation of it that, that slows me down. You know, that that's the hardest part for me is getting past that part, you, you know, get into the groove. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same, same thing's true with art. I'm sure th- same thing is true with a lot of different type of, of creative outlets where, uh, my brainstorming phase is usually really great. I love brainstorming. I love writing lists. Um, and then once I'm into the flow of making something, I really love what I, I'm mean, doing. You want to wake up the next day and work on it because you just you can't stop thinking about it. But actually starting the in-between process between brainstorming and then being in that flow state, that mm-hmm. beginning part is can sometimes be grinding, you know, metal on metal. <laughs> you know, oh like, yeah. That's, that is the worst. Uh, just getting started. Like anytime I've written, you know, anytime I start writing, like I, I, I prepare so much and I have so many notes and so many things. And yeah. when you're actually about to write it down, that's always the hardest part or even editing. Like I, I you know, I've, I've gotten, I've really started building up my editing system again and I, I've gotten so many effect plugins and stuff. And there's so much I want to edit. And again, it's, yeah. it's all about organization, you know, getting video clips and file folders, finding the right things that you want to start working with, getting everything set up. And it's just, it's that part is, is almost easier than the actual part of having to now physically do this stuff. Yeah. Which <laughs> is know? crazy because once you're in the flow, like I was saying, then it's almost like, oh, why? I mean, why did I even wait this long to? Yeah. Do this. I could have had this done. And this is so much, you know, I feel so good about the progress I've made. You start seeing some of your finished results come together mm-hmm. and it just motivates you even more and you're just like fueled by it. So yeah, it's, it's the, a very common creative rut that, that yeah. people can get into where, um, oh, what was it? I was watching, um, a YouTube podcast from the draftsman which is stan prokopenko's um podcast that he does and they talked a lot about um oh no now i've lost it because i (laughs) what was i saying oh no (laughs) i lost Uh my train of thought now because i was distracted thinking about the proko um art that they put up on their podcast uh, pages and it's, it's like their faces on great pieces of art, mm-hmm. and and for some reason that just totally tilted my. Yeah, it t- took you away from what you were saying. Yeah, That's funny. It did. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Why don't you? Why don't you say well, something? Maybe to me. No, that's okay. Well, I I know the one thing. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of. It's weird. There's not a lot of releases video wise because I think 
uh, the movie studios jumped the gun and were like, we'll release everything on VOD. And then somebody was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's not do, uh, cause, cause I heard first they were going to do Wonder Woman, then they changed their mind and now everything has shifted. Now it's going to be the busiest winter season, I think, uh, we've ever had for movies because everything seems to be moved to like November yeah. and December. But, um, uh, one thing that came out today was, uh, it's called Lego Shazam, which I'm really interested in seeing. It's, um, uh, oh, you know that yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It just came you. out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. So that came out today. I know the, the other big announcement was on Disney plus rise of the empire is, uh, I'm oh, surprised yeah. of the empire, uh, uh rise of Skywalker. For things. <laughs> I know. I don't know what <laughs> happens to me. You're like, I just feel like this should be the name. Oh, I know. I turned, I don't know what happened. I turned 50 and I just, I, I started going into the stereotypes of everything that a 50 year old does. Oh my God. Rise of the Empire. But yes, the new Star Wars, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of the Solo, you know. (laughs) Two months early to Disney Plus, which is awesome. Um, yeah. I know that we actually watched something recently. Uh, we just finished it last night that came out a couple of years ago on Netflix. And I guess it was one of like the top 10 trending things. So it just kind of popped back up on our feed. So we ended up watching this short, uh, mini series of Waco with, uh, Taylor Kitsch and, um, General Zod, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So that's a movie then, right? Because I saw that on Netflix and I, 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 I didn't know if it was a documentary or if it was like, a, I, I meant, yeah, like a, so it's a dramatization. It's not like a documentary then. Okay. Correct. Correct. And it's got, um, it's, what's funny is that it has General Zod. It also has the new Supergirl in it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, funny. Um, yes. And it has, it has all these people that I know, but don't know their names. Um, it has the guy mm-hmm. from House of Cards that played the reporter that kind of fell in love with, uh, Claire. And, uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He was really great. He's got, it's got somebody else from Billions in there. It's got, it's got tons of people that you're just like, oh my God. It's just like all these faces. Um, and it was really good. I was young enough to not really remember the actual story when it happened. Um, like I, Obviously, I, I know about it as a historical event, but like, it's not like I remember watching news about it when I was. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And I hadn't really read up on it and I don't know how many liberties they took in the series. I, I'd actually be interested to doing a, a little more research to, to see what it feels like they might have dramatized more. But, um, wow. I, that was one of those things that's tough to watch because you really feel for people in, in ways that like we were talking about before with empathy, you're just like, oh, you know, it's yes, this person's in the wrong or yes, that person's in the wrong, but either way, this is a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. That have just talked to each other a little bit more and been more, um, you know, able to compromise, willing to compromise with each other. And it's, it was tough. It was tough to watch, but very good. It was very good. We enjoyed it. Did, did you ever watch Foxcatcher, by the way? I don't know this is coming out of nowhere, but uh, the Steve Carell and Channing Tatum. What's interesting about that that movie is, is uh, and, and the, the point I'm going with this is the whole story of, of where I had heard of it before was the end of the movie that the movie kind of breezes over. It's not that important to the movie, but... You know, the Steve Carell's character, I mean, he holds himself up in, in this, in that Foxcatcher, uh, area where he was. I mean, he was a rich guy, but he was always collecting all of these weapons. And, and so when the police had to come in and get him, you know, it was a real standoff because, I mean, he had like tanks, he had all this stuff and they didn't know what was going to happen. And so that, and so watching the movie Foxcatcher, you know, and seeing it from the, that beginning point of view and, and really who this guy was, uh, it was interesting. And it always reminded me of, uh, the whole Waco thing that, that always reminds me of that because there's so much about Waco that I only know from the news, but I don't, I didn't really know 
what was happening. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I'm definitely interested in, in watching that. Um, well, if, if this series was accurate to a lot of things, then I mean, it's, it's sad either way because so many people lost their lives. Yeah. But it's just, it's so sad when you, when you see a situation where you really know that people are doing what they think is right on both sides and it just turns so south, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard. Yeah. Kind of like, um, the hunter. Did we watch, did we talk about, um, the hunters on the, the hunters. podcast yet? I don't think so. I don't even think I know what that is. The hunters. That was so the Al Pacino, um, Amazon original. Oh, we did talk about it. Yes. Now I know what you talk. I didn't get to watch it yet though, but we did talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did talk about it. Okay. So we did talk about it. Same situation where it's actually not quite the same because it's based on a comic book and it has a lot more fun action mm-hmm. in it, but it's hard in the same way where every time they go after a Nazi, you're getting that Nazi's backstory as to why they're evil. And you're like, yeah, I mean, these things are probably not exactly true because they're a comic book villain type, you know, situations. However, the Holocaust was true and you never know, you know, some version of that might have happened in a story where it was passed down. You know, you know, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's true. And even if they weren't exactly true, it's just still like the Holocaust is enough to make something hard to watch. Um, but necessary, yeah, I, I feel like so it's so necessary to educate people about about feeling for for historical events. Oh yeah. I mean I've been trying I it's funny cuz you just after a while you just try to we we've stopped watching news really. I mean I keep tabs on what's going on but I don't follow, you know, our president's uh, uh press conferences as much as I have and and uh, so we've been watching a lot of uh, one show that we fell into, which Xavier became obsessed with, is a show called Nailed It. I'm sure you've heard of it um, on I Netflix. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny is I never would have thought this would be such an entertaining show, but it's, uh, it's for two reasons it's entertaining. One is the whole concept of it, which is um, I'm not into cooking shows at all. You know, I, I've never... They, I have no interest in cooking because I can't do it. So, uh, where my wife is really, that's her thing. But, um, I found this show and I just kind of turned it on. I, I, the fact that they, uh, I don't know if you know the concept of the show at all or, or what it's about. I think I've seen a few episodes and I'm, I, it's interesting because it, I was entertained, but also very annoyed by the hosts. And I think a lot of people really love the hosts. So yeah, yeah. Let's say that. <laughs> well, oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, because uh, she she can get a little. I think I think for someone who, if you're if you're a chef or you're a cook, probably I could see that that would be the case. But I think what I liked about this show is um is just what the funniest part is what the things turn out looking like. You know, that's yes. my favorite part is the reveal. But uh, the the host actually uh, not the lead host, but the 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 chef uh, Jacques Torres is his name. So we actually met him and I didn't know who he was. We went to one of his chocolate stores with the kids once in the city and uh, he has many. And for some reason he happened to come in that day and it wasn't a lot of people in that store. And I just remember he came over to Xavier and he's like, you know, do you like your chocolate? And then there was, they had like a little conversation. And after he walked away. That's when my wife said, I think that was Jacques Torres. I'm like, who is that? You know, I was like, I don't know who that is. So, um, um, then I watched the show and then that's, I, I see him as one of the chef and he's so funny and delightful. Like in terms of like just mm-hmm. his personality, he doesn't seem like those chefs on TV, but yeah, I could see where she, I, she would be a little much for people after a while, but, um, it's, it's, it, it, I'm sorry, been, America. I know you no, love her and I don't want, I want her to keep on keeping on. Get it, girl. I just, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was funny because there was one guy where she kept annoying him. Like it was this kind of nerdy guy. And she's like, how you doing? And he's like, "Um, okay. And uh, I'm just trying to look for ingredients. She's like, yeah. 
She's like, so do you have a brother? And he's like, I, I don't know. I, I have a brother. You know, he's like trying to concentrate and he can't think. And he's like, you think he'd like me? Uh, and he, and he's just like do, doing everything he can. She's like, am I annoying you right now? And he's like, uh, uh, no, it's just that I'm trying to cook. Um, and uh, <laughs> so she, she, she got the hint. So I think she knows she's annoying and she plays it up. But yeah, I could see, I could see where that would, would be a little much. Um, but but the side nailed it. Uh, there was what's the there was another show I was watching. Uh, oh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Um, I have heard of it, but not seen. Yeah, I saw I saw the one episode, and it it is funny. I'm just curious to see how it's a series. But they they basically they they ask the audience for a topic, and then after they get the topic and the situation, they then act out a whole like 25 minute. Uh, stage production of it with just the two of them and playing all the characters. And I was like, after, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be ridiculous. But it actually was a lot funnier than I expected it to be. So that yeah. that that was pretty good. Um, That's fun. Well, I mean, you know, everybody likes a good improv show. I've never seen an improv last for 25 minutes. Um, yeah, than, I know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some more established ones. Like, I, I will say, what was it early on in this? I just had I was watching YouTube a lot when I first got quarantined, you know, six weeks ago. And um I kind of went down the rabbit hole of the ninety second street Y interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um I kept looking up stuff with John Mullaney because I love him and he's wonderful. Yeah, of course. And so he and Nick Kroll had done one of those interviews as their characters. Oh yes. So from Oh, hello. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, what's hilarious is that I'm like, I watched Oh, hello. And it was so funny. I really had a great time with it. Um, obviously I didn't get to see it in person. I saw it on TV, but I'm like, God, this interview was as long as their special. And it was just them being that it was so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, because they're so, they inhabit those characters so much. I mean, obviously they had been doing them for years but uh, it was just like oh my god and then you know uh how youtube just kind of finds the next thing for you to play and Mm -hmm. so i got to see i felt like i saw two or three different hours worth of (laughs) of them in those characters and oh my gosh that was so much fun well if you if you want to yeah if you want to have your because i i watched that i did like that show that was that was a lot of fun because i also like that it makes fun of those type of shows especially when they when they start doing like uh the the cutaway things like when they he says something which is a le- a line leading into something from their past and it's just so mm-hmm. it's they do it so over the top like like having mm-hmm. seen so many of those type of shows you're like oh my god that's just funny but um somebody posted uh on YouTube something called the ultimate audience um for Avengers Endgame and it's like, if you want to remember why you liked watching movies with, with a crowd, um, what they did is they took key moments from the Avengers Endgame. And I guess they recorded this during a, a screening of like, uh, before the movie actually came out. The, the crowd sounds like just like something as little as, you know, when you see, uh, Thor about to, you know, when you see Captain America about to pick up the hammer and you just see, you hear the crowd murmur and then all of a sudden you hear, yeah, you know, and it, and Why you or, say as little as that's like the hugest. Yeah. That's a huge. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know what happens in my brain? It's my brain is so scrambled lately. I start thinking, I was thinking of the hot dog moment with the Hulk and, and, uh, oh, yeah. and Ant-Man. And then I, ju- and then my brain, like, uh, like CD skipped forward to then what I said. <laughs> so, so that's what I meant by, I was thinking of oh, as little as a scene, like the hot dog scene. Where he hands him the hot, the hot, the, I'm sorry, the taco. Tacos. tacos. And everyone, everyone in the crowd literally goes, it was almost like in unison. He hands him the taco. They all go, aww. Like they all, (laughs) (laughs) but you have to watch this. It's so funny because it, it actually fills you with joy listening to this audience enjoying Endgame. That is so sweet. I will definitely look that up. I'll I'll look that to uh, people I know too that probably could use it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a fun little thing, but, um, uh, so I, I like finding those little fun things on, on, uh, YouTube because if it's not 
Uh, I remember the name now. It's it's Jelly's Marble Runs for anyone looking for that. It's um, and and when you look, I'm just looking through my history right now, where I'm seeing there's so many random things. Like I found like someone posted Star Trek: The Next Generation data bloopers, you know, or uh, <laughs> were just bloopers that Data made uh, during the run, or or um, uh, what was the other thing that a lot of video game stuff. I end up going to the walkthroughs, but somebody timed or, or fit or calculated how many days it would take you to watch, uh, all everything that's on YouTube right now. And mm-hmm. they calculated it would take a thousand years, mm-hmm. which, uh, which is not that's low ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's a literal number, like where they came up with just checking all the times and everything and saying how, you know, so yeah, there'll never be a way to see everything, but, but there is a lot to see, which is, you know, which is nice. Yep. I saw, speaking of things I've seen, although not skipping back away from YouTube, um, we went, we've seen a couple movies. Um, we saw The Hunt, which was the funny one. Where it, it's like it's a funny action horror where um a bunch of people kind of just like wake up and realize that they are being hunted for sport hmm. by um the liberal elite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which I thought that's was so actually funny. a funny twist on it because throughout the whole movie, there's they're making jokes about um you know <laughs> just like. Well, are you a horrible person? I bet, you know, you, <laughs> I don't know, you, you use too much oil or you do this or you do that. And so yeah. it's so funny, like the justifications they had for killing these people is that like they're big game hunters or they're, you know, something like that where you're just like, oh, these people <laughs> and, and the deplorables, you know, yeah, we gotta yeah, kill them yeah. before. And normally when you see that kind of thing, it's usually in reverse where, you know, the, it's just, Usually the more liberal people are the people who are being hunted by mm-hmm. what would say as a stereotypical, um, like sport hunter or something like that. But yeah. it was really kind of fun to see the reverse of that and, um, how it played out. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. What's so and funny is that you don't, Fox News could have really played up on that. Instead, they went the other way. And, uh, that's what I, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, they, they really, they really were like, oh, and now a movie where liberals are hunting the, the, what do you call it? You know, and instead of taking it and what you, cause the guy wasn't the producer, the guy who did cabin, uh, cabin in the woods. Uh, I thought it was like that. Yeah. Drew Goddard or something. I thought it was that Makes group. But, and I, I remember him talking about it, but, um, yeah, I had wanted to see that. But, uh, no, yeah. No, it's uh, kind of fun to see the liberals be the bad guys. It's kind of the same thing that I felt like was good about, um, House of Hearts. Because, okay, first of all, I, I am very progressive. I am, you know, I am a registered independent. Um, mm-hmm. but I have never voted for a Republican. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, um, but, uh, but it's nice to not always have a stereotypical bad guy. And that's one of the things that I liked about House of Cards is that, you know, the main villain was a Democrat. And I'm like, see, they're sleazy too. You know, but, you know, I do feel like it's not fair to pick on, um, one side in, in these, in these fantasy kind of scenarios too much you know what i mean like come on mm-hmm. like everybody can be a villain in a cheesy action horror movie oh yeah so <laughs> so i got yeah. it out of it well that's good yeah i did want to see that i did i didn't get to see uh there was something else i had wanted to see too that that was they like i said they've slowed oh i know what's the newest one that's going to come out again it's a kids movie but this is one i'm kind of interested in is the scooby-doo movie coming out <laughs> Do you know yes. about that one? Uh, that's happening, but I don't know anything. So it's being released, uh, in, on, on video or on VOD instead of the movies, uh, May 15th. But mm-hmm. the, the whole, I don't know if you, have you ever seen the trailer for it or anything? No. 
Oh my god, it looks so cute because first of all, you've got they've got a I forgot who the cast is. It's like it's like Amanda Seyfried is Daphne, I think. Um Will Forte is Shaggy, uh Mark Wahlberg is the Blue Falcon. Like do you I don't know if you remember if or if you watched as a kid, like they had all of these like uh, Dick Dastardly and all these all these characters and they actually yeah, put in the I movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you remember when they would combine all these crazy characters together? So they have that. But then they, the way that the trailer shows it, it looks like we see like when they first meet, and it's you just have to watch the trailer. It's a really cute uh, scene with Shaggy and Scooby when they first meet each other as little kids. Um, and it looks a lot. It looks like a lot of fun. Like it looks like uh, uh, it might actually because they had they had actually were were making this to be a big, you know, it's a big budget movie. Um, and they were actually banking on this to be like a big summer movie for, for them. So, uh, obviously that no one's going to have a big summer movie, but I was kind of surprised that they were releasing this. Cause my kid, you know, my kids don't watch Scooby-Doo at all, but as soon as they saw the trailer, but you know, they, they couldn't wait to see it. Who owns it? Who's releasing it? Um, I think it is. What? I don't know. Oh, Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. Of course. Of yeah. Course, yeah. So, well, but it looks looks cute. I was talking to somebody recently about Disney, and I know that we've talked about this briefly on our other podcast, too, and how they're handling the release. It sounds like they're talking about maybe not opening the parks for the rest of the year, which is yeah. the best choice for health reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about all of these different things. And I was just like, wow, uh, how incredible that they came out with Disney Plus at what they couldn't have known was the perfect time. Oh, yeah. Because I wonder how much that's offsetting some of their losses. Of course they're losing money. Of course they're losing huge swaths of it. But they're the most diversified brand on the planet. Yeah. And I do wonder how much Disney Plus is helping them. I, I bet it's saving them so much more than uh, if it had been scheduled to release later this year. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, it, Art is Miss Foul. That's a big movie that was going to be released in the theaters. Um, directed by Kenneth Branagh, like a big budget $125 million movie based on the, the books. That's actually coming out now on Disney Plus because of all yeah. of this. Which well, is crazy. It's crazy because they're going to lose so much money on it. But I think it's so smart too. It's like crazy smart, crazy like a fox. Because mm-hmm. as much as they are always going to have brand loyalty, like Disney's never going to run out of people who love Disney. Um, I also think that people will be paying attention to how businesses react during this very strange time. And Really continuing to solidify them as the family brand, giving entertainment to families who are stuck at home, who are scrambling to try and do something with their kids, who are, you know, just anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I really feel like is such good PR for them and genuinely the right thing to do. You know, I mean, like, you know, both win win there. Um, and as far as the money goes, I'm sure that they have uh, run many simulations <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. to figure out how they can survive. And I'm sure that they will be just fine. But but I have to say, you know, kudos to them um, for for being a big evil corporation that is also spreading joy and doing the right thing in a time of need. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's surprising, too, is is like now how much content they have, but with rise of, of Skywalker coming out, that means all of the star Wars movies are all in one place. Like if, if you wanted to watch everything, including rogue, uh, uh, rogue one and, uh, uh, solo, uh, and clone wars, <clears throat> all of that stuff is there. And you could just spend your whole life just watching all star Wars all the time, <laughs> you know, and Mandalorian. Oh, and that's the other thing they announced too, is they're actually releasing season season three but also a documentary series on the making of season one um which could be fascinating yeah Yeah. i mean that's going to be interesting in itself because 
if you ever go on YouTube just to see how they film that and see that it's all done in front of rear projection screens and yes. the fact, the fact okay. that, and, it, and not green screen, but this is rear projection where you're actually seeing what you're, what you're in front of. Like, you know, it's amazing. And, and it's, it's crazy how, how good yeah. it looks for being that. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. So, um, so, uh, yeah, there's just so much, so much content stuff that they're doing. Um, I think the Netflix always has a lot of content. I think Amazon is kind of, they're kind of in there, but they've got a few things here and there, but they, they haven't jumped on a, a studio, so to speak, that'll give them kind of exclusive things. I think that's, that's where yeah. they're falling behind a little bit. Um, yeah, it's interesting too, because I know, um, there's going to be still staying with Disney a little bit. There's going to be what we believe is probably going to be a new animated series for X-Men uh, because they had released something with new X-Men icons on it, like new yeah. uh, your heads, <laughs> you know, for mm-hmm. something. So I think that that's going to happen, but I also don't expect that anytime super soon because HBO had just signed to have all the X-Men movies. So yeah. I'm, curious if they're going to try and maybe develop a new X-Men cartoon um, to try and get some of that franchise and until I'm not sure how long HBO is going to have the rights but I you know those those that usually runs for at least a, a year or more you know so yeah yeah it'll be to see what they do once they finally get their hands back on all of the X-Men uh, movies and stuff too not that I think that anyone really needs to do a rewatch of all the X-Men movies but you can yeah, if, 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 you, if you have the time, yeah. You well, that's. Can. Do you have HBO? You, you do, right? Like yes. uh, right now, we do. We we do trade up our subscriptions, so we don't always have it. But yeah. Right now, we do have it. Well, now with HBO Max coming on, that's gonna. If you have a subscription, you automatically have HBO Max. I don't know if you know about that. Um, that's the newest subscription service that's coming out, where they're going to have a lot of. Uh, original content. And I think the n- newest Seth Rogen film, which was supposed to come out in the theaters is now going to HBO max, but there was another series. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, that is going to be have HBO ex- now, HBO go and HBO max. Why do they yeah. have all of these? Well, H- HBO max is, is basically like Disney now. Um, or I'm sorry, Disney plus HBO. And now, oh yeah, it gets very confusing. Okay. So HBO now, is uh, uh HBO Go is for if you already have your subscription, you can watch it on your iPad or your or whatever. HBO mm-hmm. Now is for people who want to just subscribe to HBO streaming itself and not uh yeah. And then there's HBO Max, which if you're an HBO customer, HBO Go or anything. You'll get this, and this is where you'll get a lot of original content. But then you'll also get like, uh, like they have um, friends, you know, like they, like, uh, or they have Doctor Who. Is that's where Doctor Who is going to be? Is oh, on HBO I'm so Max. Excited about that because I am an entire season and Christmas special behind. Yeah, and I really, yeah, I really do want to. Oh yeah, there's going to be tons of like uh, Doom Patrol is going to be on there. Uh, I'm going to see, I'm looking at the list, uh, adventure time, um, Looney Tunes, a brand new Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> series. Oh, that makes me, mm, scared. <laughs> it looks good. Actually. I was surprised that because it, I was looking at it and it looked, it looked like they were keeping with, like, it wasn't like, you know, uh, like when you see Tom and Jerry, the crap version where they're like working together or something, <laughs> you know? Like this, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of original. There's even I think the Friends reunion is going to be on there. The and then there's uh, like weird shows like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like so they they've got a whole mixture of things on that HBO Max. Um, uh, all of the Ghibli Studio movies are going to be on there. Um, yeah. So, and the good news is, is you will, because you're an HBO subscriber, you will be able to access it. I think it starts the end of this month, but I'm not, uh, I'm not That's sure. That's really exciting. I didn't yeah. know about that. I hadn't heard that news. And I did hear that Netflix was getting the Studio Ghibli movies, but that it was not going to be North America. It was going to be um, maybe the UK or, or something that was, I was like, 
really considering like getting a VPN or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I like, know. Well, maybe I can make them think I'm in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now you don't have to do honestly, that. Honestly, <laughs> there's a lot of them I haven't seen, and the ones I have seen, I love, but. I haven't even, I don't own any of them. I haven't seen any of them in years. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. watched them mainly when I was a teenager. Um, a couple of them that came out later, I did see in theaters, but. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, yeah. That it's been a while like since a fun marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May 27th, I just found. It. Okay. So that's the launch of, uh, HBO Max. Okay. So a month from now, watch, hey man, we'll take it. Yeah. So there's, there'll be a lot of content on there. So this, yeah, they're getting it to the point where there's, I mean, you're not going to have to ever leave. <laughs> like, even though it seems like, well, you know, that's the way we're going, but, um, there's, there's well, a lot of streaming stuff. It's interesting. And I was watching a, um, film theory, um, about Netflix and subscription services and the way, you know, cable versus subscription services and, and the way things mm-hmm. are going. Is it a viable um, business model and what's going to happen? Because everybody's really jumping on the Netflix bandwagon and has been for years. And it seems like it's all coming to a head now with Disney Plus and with HBO Max and, you know, like yeah. all, um, all of this stuff. And it's interesting because the whole reason Netflix was um, successful to begin with was that people didn't necessarily want to have to bundle and buy uh cable packages and spend this much money when they just wanted, you know, I just want to watch the movies or, you know, just want to do something else. So it went from being a really great, unique thing to, even though it's doing very well for itself, it doesn't have that diversification that Disney does and Mm -hmm. probably even HBO. Um, So it's interesting. Like it is such a Titan of an Amazon, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it is such a titan in its own right. Like, that's how you think of it. But when you look at how much money it actually brings in compared to the other companies, you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Netflix in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ugh. I, and honestly, and they can't keep up either, you know? because yeah, it. I, well, there's so many things on these different services. Like you said, all Star Wars is on Disney. All mm-hmm. X-Men is on HBO. All of, all of the popular shows are on split up in different groups and so it's almost like you have to have multiple subscriptions just to stay in the loop with the conversation of pop culture to be like oh did you see what happened on westworld this week well no because i don't have hbo but did you see what happened on you know i don't know (laughs) yeah no but this is hard or you know what i mean like this is how it started though back back when i was a kid you know before there was cable there used to be, uh, there was regular television and then there was like the pay channels. Like, and it was yes. weird because you had, there was like HBO, WHT was one of them, Showtime. Um, but the weird thing about WHT was you, in order to get that, you had to subscribe. They would, uh, an installer would come. They would put like this little box on your TV. That's where the audio would be. And then the box would descramble the signal, the RF signal coming into your house. So you could only hear the audio in this little box. So you could record stuff when, when we had a VCR, but you couldn't get the audio out of it, you know, cause there was, the audio was on the box. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a weird, it was a weird system, but, but, uh, the reason cable existed was because there was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did, did. Yeah. But the reason cable came about is because you had so many subscription services and you couldn't keep up with them all, but then also, you know, yes. Kids spend so much. I I kind of see down the line we're going to be in the same situation with this, where That's you're exactly finally going to get bundled. The, you know? Yeah, it's exactly what the um episode of um Film Theory was about. They're like, it's going towards the same thing. You know, yeah. it's just going to be yeah. a, con- a continuous loop of us, you know, finding a new way to deliver entertainment. Um, having somebody be the first, of course. And then everybody gets on board and then it just kind of continues to um, feed the cycle. Let's see where it becomes more expensive for us is, okay, let's say they create right now, like I've got Hulu, which has been mysteriously raising its prices every once in a while. So, so we're not at where we were spending for cable, but we're, we're, we're just hovering above a hundred right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had gotten it down to, you know, like 65. So everything is going up. Um, 
but where it all falls apart is even if someone came to you, knocked on your door and said, okay, I can give you this bundle of Amazon, Netflix, Disney plus, you still have to figure out a way to get internet connection into your home. And so that's, and that's the expensive part where in, you know, for the, for the, when cable came along, they were giving you all of that. You didn't have to. So the, the price was bundled with that. So somebody has to come along, bundle all of that stuff, but then also provide you your internet connection so that you can go all in one and find the savings there. Otherwise you're still paying a lot more than you would if, you know, because the internet thing is, it's a little ridiculous how much uh, some companies are, are trying to charge you, like almost like a hundred dollars by itself. Um, and there's so many companies out there that in their respective areas are the only choice. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. a very competitive industry for a lot of, of a lot of people where you're just like, well, I mean, I have to go with Comcast or I have to go with, you know, right house yeah. or, you know, where, depending on where you are and what the situation is, but yeah. Yep. Really cool. Because you have, yeah, you have no, no choice. I mean, I know for the longest time when we first moved in, uh, actually in New Jersey, we were the first people to get Verizon, uh, Fios. And, uh, you know, now, you know, that's that kind of that and direct TV have kind of taken over this area, which to me, I thought direct TV was dead up until the smartest thing they ever do is release that, you know, uh, app version as well for, for content because then, you could just subscribe to them and get all your channels. We we went with Hulu only because it was the cheaper option. And there were, you know, even though we did lose out on some channels, it's still, I've been happy with it. Like I still see live television. I haven't missed anything. Um, and there's a digital DVR that allows you to just, you know, record. Um, doesn't, I mean, it has its problems, but also the nice thing too is even if you're recording, let's say I record Sunday Night Live, I really don't have to because they, they have it on there anyway. And because I'm a subscriber, I can see it without commercials. So it ends up, you know, being win-win in a, in a way. But, um, yeah, but there's yeah, enough. Nice. We have, I think, four subscriptions now. We've got Netflix, we've got Disney Plus, HBO. And at the moment we have Showtime, but that's probably Homeland just ended. The last episode of the entire series was Sunday night. Yeah. And, uh, Billions is about to start and we do watch Billions, but I think we might switch it out for something else and then come back to it once the whole series is done and we can just, you know, mm-hmm. watch the season. Um, just because we've had showtime for a little while and honestly, we don't watch much more on there. Yeah. HBO we normally keep because they do usually have a show, um, or two out that, that we're watching. Um, I really enjoyed The Outsider. I know we talked about that already. Yeah, I do want to watch that. Season of Westworld, which was great. I will mention, since I did mention Homeland, just finished, um, I, the, the series finale was fine. It was fine. I mean, they, (laughs) this whole season, I feel like was written just to piss me off. And honestly, I feel like that about the past couple seasons. Like it was definitely like, making me more angry with what they were doing and how they were handling certain situations mm-hmm. uh, and certain people who are not on the show anymore for various reasons. And it just, it was interesting that I kept kind of hate watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was really getting ready to be mad um, on the last episode and, um, well, it wasn't my favorite way that they could have ended it. It was okay. It was okay. They, for a season that made me so angry, um, they didn't leave me super angry at the end. I obviously didn't walk away happy because of the way that I'm talking about it. But Right. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like, um, of the last season, the last episode, um, was all right but uh yeah i'm so ready to be done with that show though so i'm so glad it's so i know it is funny when there's shows that that you watch just because you have to and you yeah, like, like the, no, well i'm invested i have to <laughs> yeah you know it's funny because i i dropped a lot of shows and uh but i've been turning tuning in for the season finales and so i did watch the season finale of modern family which i dropped out about three years ago maybe yeah, 
but that was that was fun to watch. But I did do this one thing, you know, uh, Clone Wars to me, I I have to start getting serious with Clone Wars because um for when that first movie came out and I saw it in the movies, I was like, yeah, this is a, you know, I I kind of was like, yeah, all right. I'll pay attention to it, but this is more of a kids thing. But over the years, you know, a lot of storylines, I've, I've always checked in on it. I, I never watched every episode, but I was aware of things. And I think it was at the end of Solo when they when they kind of tied in. Uh, well, it was Rogue One and Solo both had characters from uh, Clone Wars that kind of legitimized the series. But uh, and now with Ahsoka about to be on on uh, on the Mandalorian, I I had been rewatching it, but I also I started watching. Um, I think that it's the last four episodes of the final series because they're treating it kind of like a, like a, like a movie as well. Like, like its own thing, even though you kind of have to know some things um, it's easy to pick up and watch because where, where they are now is it it's revenge of the Sith is basically starting. And so the next few episodes are going to take place while revenge of the Sith is happening. Um, and and that's yeah and there's and there's a lot of interesting stuff because right now it's you know uh ahsoka's kind of been been tracking down darth maul and and uh he, he, there's a lot of uh puzzle pieces that are put in place uh that started, might be worth checking out you know yeah we started watching that pretty recently before the quarantine happened and it was one of those things where there there are so many episodes i'm not sure how many there are but i mean it's a pretty been on for a few years. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems, yeah, it seems like, like seven seasons. A, yeah, yeah, there are quite a few there. So we had watched um a handful, like ten or fifteen or something like that, and and then we had kind of like switched over to something else, like something else had started. So I do want to go back to it. James has already seen it. My boyfriend had already seen it all. Um, I had not. Well, I don't know if he's seen it all, but he'd seen at least most of it. Maybe there, it was still going when he stopped watching, but. I had not seen it. So all of the episodes that I watched were new to me and I really did enjoy it, but it is, it's a little daunting because of how many there are, which is kind of yeah. crazy to say now, but I think it's because I hadn't seen them before. The stuff that I'm marathoning, cause I've seen so much TV since, you know, since being at home, but again, I'm doing other things while the TV's on. So I'm only really marathoning stuff that I've already seen so that I'm not wasting that, you know, attention that mm-hmm. really kind of makes you fall in love with something. It's hard to like something new when you're not giving it the attention it deserves. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And you just, yeah. wait, I just, there, there have been times where I have tried to do that and I'll watch a whole episode of something and it'll go on to the next episode and I'll start looking up from what I'm doing, seeing what's happening, being like, Wait, what's happening? You know, I, I know. have to rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I know. I tried to do that. Oh, I just watched that episode, but I don't know what's happening. <laughs> See, I and I like Westworld because I, I I really did watch the full first season, and I'm in the middle of the second season. I just watched uh, not yesterday, the night before. I got up to the Shogun World episode um, in, in season two, and but again, I I was I am doing other stuff sometimes. But then I have to stop what I'm doing because, you know, that that's what it is a show that you can't just listen to or or, you know, casually watch. You have to watch what's happening um, yeah. all the time. Like there are shows that I can that I can like Smallville was a was a perfect show to get work, get your taxes done while you had that on in the background. You know what I mean? Like like you could do whatever you wanted to during Smallville because it just there was no way you were going to get lost on that show. But this, oh, you know, I actually haven't seen Smallville. I wonder if that's streaming on any services right now. I really would love to go through that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it must be. I wonder. Well, maybe it'll. It might be on HBO at, at Max, maybe because that's a Warner Brothers show. Oh, that was the other thing yeah. I was going to say is there, there's some talk that that they're trying to, uh, if you're an HBO Max member, they're trying to get DC on board with that because. That's the one thing I couldn't jump on board with is, is subscribing to DC. Um, even though I wanted to, cause there's enough shows I want to see on there, but, um, I would like to see them. I just, I can't, I can't add that, that price. I can't justify, you know, like it, there's just not enough on there, but, yeah. um, 
know, because I would like to see that Harley show everyone talks about is really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually really want to see that, too. And, you know, what's really funny is that my mom was just telling me recently. Sorry, I just had the water running. Um, no, no. My mom was just telling me recently that she's like exasperated because my grandmother has dementia and can sometimes, you know, just be doing things that she doesn't know that she's doing. And she's like, yeah, if you ever want to come and watch the new animated series with Harley Quinn at my house, no. now because Nanny was pushing buttons on the remote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, actually, I really do want to see that, but I obviously can't come and visit anytime soon. You live in North Carolina, yeah. I live in Texas, and there's a quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, that was, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, well, on that note, I, I should uh, I should uh, close out this show by saying, um, uh, well, wow. But speaking of just losing your train of thought completely... I was about to say something profound and, and was going to life changing where the universe and harmony and everything was going to align. Yeah. Everything was going to be, I was going to solve everything. Everything was going to be solved with what I was about to say. And I can't remember it. So, but on that note, we'll, we'll leave it there and, uh, we will try to record sooner than later. Ramble on another day. Yes, definitely. It was good talking to you and, uh, stay safe. And everybody uh, keep keep watching and being creative. 